Welcome back. Another episode of Moto Academy Podcast. I moved to Naples. Yay. Yeah. That's wonderful. It's, it's great. Feel like I'm on vacation. We got a, a beachy setup here. We have a, we're in the beach condo. So if it looks beachy, we're real beachy with it. I'm trying to record this. Ryan's not here, so probably not going to work. I'm, I'm recording it on this mic here. Probably not going to work, but I just hope we're going to try. I just hope it's recording. I think it is. Two things guaranteed yeah. to happen in the next hour. One, your laptop dies. Two, your headphones die. <laughs> yeah, well, headphones are plugged in, so the headphones are charging. Laptop's at 10%, so remind me to keep checking that, because I'm going to have to do a quick switch. Oh, yeah. Weren't you at 17 a minute ago? Five. Yeah, I told you. It dies quick. Yikes. Okay. So in about five minutes, remind me so I can, can do another switch. Uh, this is the number one podcast in motocross, so welcome back. This is the podcast where we don't know results. Yes. Uh, we don't know, certainly don't know any statistics. Nope. We or, hardly know there was a race this weekend. And we um, 100% don't know anything about motocross history, but no. we sure as heck talk about nothing. Yeah. So there's that. Hey, do but you, can, should I? What? Well, I'm stressing about these ad reads. Am I going to do that after? I, we're not going to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, if you're listening to this, I'm sure it's coming out soon. We're dropping a couple of Jet Master Classes. And with that, we're going to do a trip giveaway. So we're going to pick a winner inside of the Moto Academy app to fly you guys out to Salt Lake City Supercross with the hopes of also doing a ride day the next day privately with all of Team Moto Academy. So you get to be a part of Jet's last 250 Supercross. You get to do a ride day with Team Moto Academy and train with us, which is super fun. All you have to do to enter is go to club.themotoacademy.com and subscribe to the app. If you're already in the app, thank you. Shout out driver Jamie. I'm sure you're listening to this on potentially even the long drive. He's got a long drive coming up. He's got a couple of long drives coming up. <clears throat> Shout out Real GP. Hung out with Real GP this weekend. We had CMX214, I think is their username. We had Yeeted and Deleted. We had we had a whole bunch of Moto Academy members wow. at class. All like Arizona, the most huh? yeah, it was awesome. The most we went to dinner with a few of them. The Real GP and Charlie. I don't think Charlie's inside of the uh, yeah, he's gotta be, but she's in the app. The most app people I've ever seen at a class. Sweet. When I asked that riders meeting, I would guess that easily 12 to 16 people had their hand up that were already a part of uh, Moto Academy. So that's, awesome. that's cool. And yeah, we're doing a trip giveaway. How Bought is the plan? It's going to cost me a fortune. It'll be fun. Okay. But that's okay. It'll be really fun. This will be our first time in a while, right? That we've got the whole team together yes. since. Tampa MX, when was that even? And that wasn't even the whole team. Um, yeah, right, we were missing... Well, we were missing James, we were missing... Oh no, Jackson was there. Why was Jackson, Jackson there? there? Ryan was, was there, James you there? were there, driver Jamie was there. Was it just James we were missing? Maybe it may well, just have been James. No, J So speaking of we're, things we don't know... There. What? 
Were you there? Oh, if you're talking about that one, I wasn't there. Okay, whatever. <laughs> this doesn't matter. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, anyhow, unless the flights are $5,000, which they very well could be, yep. uh, everyone's going to be there, which Epic. we should be able to get a ton of content. Oh, yeah. uh, bad news, though. Let's read this text message. Okay, he didn't respond back just yet. I think our private track situation, he might not be able to do it on that Sunday. If he can't do it on that Sunday, then we're screwed. Or, mm. or, or we could just go ride in the Saturday flats. morning. Yeah. Oh, Saturday right? morning. Right. And well, you want to ride I mean, Saturday I kinda, morning and then I, go to the race. I'll be at the after. race probably the whole time, but all things considered. Well, do you have to be? Unless you want. A mindset episode. Could you? What's the? Could you show up at like? Nothing really happens till noon. Noon is when they. Noon is when they get on the track. Two would be. You know, first qualifier is probably one thirty, so I could get there for second qualifier. Wouldn't be the worst thing ever. I mean, one mindset episode. My flights got all messed up, and then I showed up right after first qualifier so and whatever um <laughs> i'm texting maybe even on saturday morning what if we just got up like yeah 6 a.m get there 6 30. i mean that'd be ridden. fun that'd be a heck of a long day to yeah, go to but those a are private track days, ride and film all day and then go to the supercross yeah those are the best days actually and be but there until yeah. midnight yeah that would be brutal. that'd be it that'd be an epic trip That'd be but it would also be nice to not extend an extra day from for me at least get back and have a day off yeah yeah that'd be cool okay well so let's, well we're talking about nothing let's talk about what You're you've welcome, been doing guys. you what you've been doing so was arizona okay. windy as all get out like last time or was no it okay? no thank goodness i forgot once we got there there was a lot of people that went to last class and yeah. they were talking about the wind and yeah. then it all started coming back to me i'm like oh yeah it was miserable for I've, a good part of it dude. because when you're in the middle of the desert and it's windy, I've never been so dried out <laughs> like, oh, yeah. in my life. Like my was hair didn't feel too? right. My lips were completely dry. Like it was gnarly. Do, do you remember if it was cold? As it well? was not warm. Yeah, I, th I thought I remember having the my military jacket on. Yeah, you probably did. But I you think. hit the freestyle ramp that year. Right. That was fun. Yeah, that was cool. Apparently... The owner got met. The owner of the free. The owner of the track was not the owner of the freestyle ramp. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but oh, no. <laughs> as I was pulling in, I saw the Sun Angel, who's super cool kid and has sick style now. Really? Which is really cool to see. And uh, I hope this doesn't look weird that I'm the whole podcast. I'm going to be looking this far to the right. Well, just finish your story, will you? <laughs> well, yeah. It's a podcast. Angel You're supposed to listen Poland. to it anyway. Uh, I see Angel, and he goes, I, I said, talked to him about the freestyle ramp. He said it wasn't there anymore. Then he talked about their super cross track over in the corner. And he goes, yeah, the, the freestyle ramp actually got taken away because the owner of it got mad that they saw your videos on Instagram of you riding it and that we didn't ask that you could ride it. And I was like, oh, no, so I caused that? And he, he started laughing. He goes, no, no, no. Uh, but basically, I caused that. So <laughs> No, but yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's happened before, unless I remember, and it was the same situation where the guy commented and got mad that it was somebody else's ramp. And I'm like, buddy, 
I go to these tracks and if the track owner tells me it's okay to ride a ramp on their property, guess what I'm not doing? I'm not checking in publicly with the entire world to figure out whose ramp it may or may not be <laughs> yeah, right, to see right. if I can ride it. So I rode the ramp, of course I did. And he just said, must, must have just been an a-hole guy, honestly, if you're listening to this, don't do that again. I actually uh, kind of remember that happening. I remember there was a guy who commented on your post that said, mm. hey, that's so-and-so's ramp. And we were like, okay. <laughs> Congrats. I think I, remember, I think I remember that too. Nice so ramp. that was this situation. <laughs> So oh, the ramp the, is not there anymore. They have a super track? Yeah. And I supposedly there were some people that showed up and rode it the week before the Supercross race, which makes sense because they're nearby. Wow. Uh, I don't know how you would ever keep dirt like that in the middle of the desert rideable, especially on a Supercross track throughout the day because it's just so dry no matter what. Yeah. But yeah, we went to Motoland in somewhere casa grande arizona sick track really sick track it was an hour from phoenix so you could fly into phoenix it's one hour from there the layout is awesome huge jumps like the the layout that you saw last time you went it's 10 times better now oh wow and every every jump is huge yeah in like a fun way you could jump to the plateau if you're a beginner there's some that are a little too steep for beginners probably but there's like a giant booter in the middle the finish line section, which was really fun before, double, 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 is now uh, scrub double and then a huge 120-foot step down, like a really safely built step down, and then a fun little step up into the corner. It's sweet. Nice. Sweet. It's just they have bad dirt. I mean, they do a good job with it. I was going to say, really you're good in the Like, what are you going to do, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. That's the only thing. But it makes me realize how lucky we are to have East Coast dirt. Yeah, but it's good to... Because it's the best. Uh, you know, having a dirt bike track is better than not having a dirt bike track. So. Yeah, they do a good job with it. They water like crazy and till it, so it gets good ruts, and yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Tanamoto Academy people, yep. Sweet. Uh, and then I think I got back, was it from that? You just went, or, just didn't go to Supercross. Or the day before, yeah, didn't go to Supercross, <laughs> forgot there was a Supercross race. You were there the day before the race and just didn't go. And, and then Kenny Day texts me and he goes, see you tomorrow. This was on Friday. And I go, oh, I forgot that there was a Supercross race five minutes from where my hotel was, by the way. And no, I got on a flight Saturday morning, flew back home because we had moved. We moved the day before, two days before, right? Mm -hmm. So we only gave ourselves a one day window. I just had no time open on my calendar to plop the move into. But luckily what we did is we just took everything from the apartment and wait where did my bikes where's my bike where's my bike oh my bike's at Allie's dad's house in naples but all the stuff from the apartment went into a storage unit in tampa so hmm. we hired a moving company they came they were awesome they three giant dudes just moved all of our stuff into a storage unit like five minutes from the apartment and then i just loaded up a suitcase and my dirt bike and we moved to Naples. And that's how Allie just took a suitcase. That's awesome. Yeah, so it made moving a heck of a lot easier, although we still had to coordinate with the storage unit shuffle, which was a pain in the butt. But yeah, now we're in Naples, and basically, until I go to Moto Academy, Georgia, I the chances of me riding are not likely. So, yeah. okay, but before, be we, before we get to that stupidity, um, are, are you in the vacation house that you own? Currently, right this second, 
no, we're in Allie's dad's because somebody is in ours. Okay. But the, the plan is, I think ours is actually booked up the whole time we're here. So <laughs> we're staying in this one, which is equally as nice. It's probably actually nicer. And then uh, in t two weeks, we move into Allie's dad's house once his pool's finished because they'll be going back up to Rhode Island. Got so it. we'll have a house with a sick pool. I mean, the condo here is really nice, but the house will be even better because Bear can use the pool, which is awesome. Uh, we're five minutes from the beach, which is awesome. So, yeah. Until Moto Academy, Georgia, uh, which I think we'll move there early September. Okay. It just makes sense for us at this point. We made a couple off. I don't know what I've talked about and what I haven't talked about on here, but... We made a couple offers on a couple different houses and just having no luck. Yeah. So we gave up. Now we're homeless. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, how's your laptop battery? Oh, good memory. Uh, 5%. That's these it's headphones, time. these headphones charge really quick. So we should be okay. Well, when the computer gets to like 20, we'll switch back. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Nice. Well, cool. Yeah. Congrats. Great. We're not riding dirt bikes anymore. Back to normal. Yeah. So Gosh, that's the it. problem. I I know. Dude. Well, okay. So there's how many races are left? For you, three. Mm, yeah. That's it. Three weeks. You need three weeks. The problem is, are they all back to back to back weeks? Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this so, weekend, the next weekend, shoot. the next weekend. Done. Yeah. It's going to be hard to ride. Uh, Nothing, there's nothing I should probably ride on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. It's I vote so far away. Oh, dude, just, just do it. You're talking, okay. You're talking three trips. If everything goes smoothly, everything did go very smoothly with this call this morning, the team call. That, that would be my biggest stress is that I'd have to spend too much time on that campaign. But by the sound of that call, it sounded like everybody kind of had it. They're what they were doing pretty dialed no, once in. Once we so, get your ad reads, we're good. But just do, I mean, you're talking three trips to Dade City, okay? Do one, wait, yeah, wait, one, two. Oh, you want me to, no, dude, I, that's so far away. Where I, the heck are you going to go? I was going to go to Moto Bros. <laughs> that, isn't that like less than an hour? No, it's further than I thought. It's probably close to two. Oh, but Well, okay, uh, that you should Jet do multiple Hunters. times a week. <laughs> Yeah, Jet thought, Hunter's place is further than that. Let's look. I thought going to Dade City. I, I would say go to, with them at least one day a week, you know? Yeah, because I, I, what, I think, why did I say what? I think I rode one day before Detroit, right? Yeah. Didn't we talk about that? How yes. I only rode one day, but I got better and more in shape. Yeah, two, two hours and 23 minutes. It's not that far mileage-wise, but it's... Oh, yeah, it is 122 miles. Yeah, it's just far away. Yeah, but now you've I, been two I weeks. I might as well drive to Jet and Hunter's place. Let's look at that. Ad. That's what I'm See saying. Like you, you've been two or three weeks. Like, you have, you, you have not ridden a Supercross track since Detroit, I would imagine. Correct. Okay, so ride a dang Supercross track before we show up at Atlanta, all right? <laughs> like... <sighs> 
Tigers. Now, not that we care about results, but don't just, I, I, I don't want the story to be, oh, I didn't ride, so I didn't do well. Like, that's a dumb story. Let's make a better story than that. Let's, let's go I ride know, your dirt bike. Dude, it's so hard when, like, the other, the big picture story is going one direction, and then the riding, like, it's just kind of like, oh, wow. There's so many other things that, like, it, Jet and Hunters is three hours and 20 minutes, which I could probably get there if, I, if traffic isn't bad, close to three. I could do that in one day. I could try and do that Wednesday. It's a long day. I'm not discounting that, but it yeah, would be a productive day on your it'd end. It would be worth it. And, and I'm <sighs> saying you got to do it three times. Period. Right. Do it three times. Do it this week, next week, next week, done. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think that'd be worth the Okay. Uh, the long All right. Day. Well, shoot. Let me just check my calendar. But unfortunately, I think I'm now going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Wednesday, yeah. Just do it. Okay. Commit. Dog pound on Wednesday. Ride your dirt bike. You're a pro right. dirt bike rider. Ride your dirt bike. <laughs> I did 20 miles this morning on the road bike. First time on a road bike in easily a year and a half. Maybe yeah, more. Wow. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> thought I was going to die. Congrats. I could literally feel, it felt like I could feel the lactic acid swishing around in my knee. Like, not in my knee, but in my like quad right up above my knee. My legs were just so blown up so fast. Oh my gosh. Well, also the person I go with, Bryce, is incredibly fit and he rides, he pedals every single day. Yeah, that doesn't help. No, and we were going uh, probably averaged 20, in between 20 to 21 miles an hour, which is really fast. We, at times, we were doing 25 to 27. Yeah, it's Florida, but it was also windy, and it's just two of us. It, it was too fast for my first road bike back. It was, it was good. I needed it, especially if I'm not going to ride often. Yeah. Because although I'm comfortable on the bike right now, I am not in good shape, unfortunately. Same. Have I told you about the video I'm going to make? No. What? Okay. Well, you I don't do steroids and get ripped and do a bodybuilding contest. I don't. Not exactly. I uh, <laughs> I haven't uh, I haven't like shared this publicly because then I have to do it. But <laughs> I want to do a video and the title is like I went to the gym every day for thirty days and this happened. I've told you about yep. this, right? You've told me this. So yeah. I've been talking to a local gym owner that I know, and he's gonna build me out a, a program or whatever. I was hoping every day for how long? Like thirty days. Do thirty days in a row, because it's that's a good. That's gonna be title. That that would be difficult to do too, with not having much time. You have to. You're gonna have to get up. Yeah. Early. It's gonna suck. And but and I was talking to some friends who are fit, and they're like, "You're just gonna want to sleep for like fifteen hours a day." Like, I was literally. I went. We'll talk about this in a second. I went and rode for the first time this year. Finally, and. I was beat up for like three days and I rode a turn track, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, because I've been sitting in a chair for six months editing and then I just go do something physically demanding for the first time. Oh, it's horrible. What did you, were you doing any timed sets or just what were you doing? Oh, no, just for fun. Ripping the uh, bean, dude. However, I have a really cool story whenever you want to talk about me. So you had a bean corner track set up? Yeah, so basically over at my buddy's house, he owns a farm. Um, we can ride in the cornfields in the pumpkin patch. We, we're riding in the pumpkin patch because nothing's planted. 
and they're just going to till it anyway, right? So we cut in a bean, like you say is to do. Is that near where we did the jump? That is where we did the jump, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. So you cut it in a corner track there? Yeah, yeah so super tilled up dirt, so it was super dry already. Not dry, it was actually like perfect the day we started. And dude, now we have like six inches to a foot deep rut around the entire bean. And it is Jeez. wicked hard. <laughs> like, Jeez. It, but Can you, do you have a way to water it? Well, you don't need it. Oh, really? Well, it's April, right? So it's watered. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, saying? Did you make a YouTube video from this? I want to watch no. some footage. No, but I have a couple clips that I'm going to show you. But do you remember, okay, do you remember the gravel track over there? Super tight. Yes. A couple little jumps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We went out there, first day out, we went out, did a few laps in the in the bean that we cut and then did a few laps on the gravel track. First day out, it was just so challenging. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Then we went into the bean. We probably put 200 laps in on the bean. Did you get way better really quick? Dude, when we went back to the gravel track, I was freaking flying. It was unreal. It was unreal yeah, how it's... instantly better we both got like because the gravel track as you remember those who are listening who don't know we had an acre and a half and we built a dirt bike track and it's basically next to a riverbed so it's it's just rocky and gravelly and like all the rocks are big but they're round so you can kind of get over them you know um there's a couple jumps super super tight ruts super tight corners really tight. like like second really gear tight. like you're in second gear the whole time that's all i you was got. using first yeah right so yeah super super tight wicked challenging great practice um and dude after we put in a couple hundred laps in a turn track we came back to that and i felt better than i've ever felt on that track it was insane it was insane yeah it's amazing how that works because just the the amount of variables on a dirt bike track and the variables in your situation are a little less because you don't have other riders to worry about it is a small track so it's less to remember uh, not that many jumps, but there are still jumps. So right. when you're on a track, you have jumps, you have straightaways, you have potentially braking bumps or acceleration bumps. You have a whole bunch of corners and sections to tie together and piece together. Yep. If you're not flowing, which you're not going to be flowing your first ride back in that long, right? It's it's almost impossible to ride. But once once you go to a corner track and just kind of work things out with stand-up drill, feet on the pegs, one hand, you just go through a few sets of those and you, it, it will completely change the course of your day. Dude. The problem is that's, a, that's very obvious information that anybody could take and go do if you have access to a corner track. A lot of people, like when we went to the UK, when I went to the UK with Jack, everybody was like, yeah, the, there is no place, which it sounds weird considering it's the UK, you think all open Mm -hmm. uh, English countryside, but they were saying like, you just can't ride anywhere, but the track and nobody has enough land. Although that seems like it couldn't be right. Every time I look for, <laughs> every time I just for the heck of it, look for houses in England, there's <laughs> always huge parcels that have what you would think would be enough to build a dirt bike track on. Dude. But a lot of people don't have that opportunity. So it's nice to, that's cool that you were able to notice that difference. Guys, Did you have anybody film you a whole bunch or just a couple of clips? Just a couple of clips, but it was shockingly productive. Shockingly productive because you and I talk about corner tracks all the time. It's like, oh, well, I can't build a track in my house. Well, you can build a corner track. And all we did was like till it. 
Like it was a tilled field. It was a pumpkin patch, right? It's a pumpkin patch all year. Well, all summer. Um, and it cut in super deep, super well, because it was nice loamy dirt. Um, and yeah, just cut in a bean, dude. And we were just doing stand-up drills. Cut in a bean. You cut in the bean. We were... Uh, it's kind of cool, sorry to interrupt, that you started with how many laps of the actual track? The gravel track? Yeah. Oh, pff, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes worth? Five. Okay, so Not 10, much. 15 laps. Realize that you use that as your baseline, so you, you realize how bad you, you sucked. Right. And then you went to the corner track. Yep. Hundreds. That's almost a cool way of doing it. If people could do, if people could do it that exact way, yep. The problem is a lot of people would start out on the track if they do start out on the track and it's immediately way too dangerous. But that gravel track is really safe and both of you guys are smart enough to know your, you just have to know your limit, oh, limits. But if you could do a couple laps to do a baseline, get a baseline on the track, this is very day, day one starting the season. This is interesting. Dude, okay, but yes, day one. This is a good conversation because there's a lot of people coming out of, right yes. now, there's a lot of people coming out of the winter off time. Right, I hadn't ridden since September. Um, yeah. And it's Jeez. April. But you gotta, you gotta hear me. Like, dude, we always talk about start on a corner track, but all you wanna do is go wide open on the big bike track and just send it. Um, but my gosh, it was so productive. So we did stand-up drills, um, another cool part of this is like sitting in a bean is way harder than standing <laughs> is what we found. Oh yeah. So we would just I say that all the time and people don't believe me. I'm always like, if it's difficult, stand up, stop sitting. And they're like, what, do, what do you mean? Stand no, up. It's I didn't more, believe you harder. either. I didn't believe you either, but this is why I'm saying it. Like, but then when we went to the gravel track, I was standing <laughs> I up everywhere. I didn't believe you either. Yeah. Like, and it was so much easier. Like, I remember there's like, uh, there's a tabletop, I, you know, the one tabletop and then the left-hander into the sand. Like, I was doing it like I always did. And then I stood up through it and I was like, holy crap, I just flew through that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you were, the way you were doing it before, you were probably landing that tabletop basically sitting down or sitting oh, down immediately. Out, the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, I say, I say it all the time and maybe I need to stress it more. Although I do feel like I stress it a lot and people just don't believe me. Standing is, is easier. It is not physically easier. You will get tired yeah. quickly doing that if you're not in shape, but it's technically easier. Dude, my calves you can let the bike lean. Oh yeah. Cal calves will go, <laughs> lower back will go. If you're not distributing your weight properly forward and back on the bike upon acceleration and deceleration, you'll get arm pump, uh, your hamstrings will get tired and tight potentially if you're doing it wrong and standing knees too far forward your your quads the front of your legs will get tired the bottom of your feet some if some people complain about the bottom of their feet hurting because now they're really gripping the foot peg and trying to work with their foot and dropping their heels and flexing their ankles uh but for me for me calves go first and then lower back most people would be lower back but yeah it's amazing how much easier it is. So you guys, did you experiment with feet on sitting only? Yeah, that, and then that's when you realize like, oh boy, this is difficult to do. Yeah, that's all we did. All we did was feet on sitting or standing and incredibly productive. All right, so check this out. I sent this clip to Taylor Scheidel. Uh, shout out Taylor Scheidel in the app. Shout out, um, Moto Academy. So Taylor, he's awesome. This is a clip that I sent him and he's like, I thought that was AJ riding, which big ego boost for cameraman cam. Okay. You ready? Nice. Dirt looks beam. prime time. Oh, we got the cable cam? Well, yeah, we got the we got the cable cam. <laughs> <laughs> but that's our bean. 
In the pumpkin patch. Dude, yeah. Uh, working like into uh, bending yeah. you at the knee. Now notice, yeah. this is, it's like twice as deep now. Like it's challenging. It's challenging. This was the first day we were on it. So whereabouts on, oh, you're closer down towards the road? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so the river's to the right. But super productive day. Yeah, you look really good too. So now if you can bring that exact style over to the track, any track you go to, you're gonna look a heck, you're gonna feel better, but you're gonna look a hundred times better. Dude, Cause awesome. that looks like a pro rider that's like on a sight lap, which is cool. Oh, that's, that's, that's more than I could ask for. Um, let me see if I can send. And anybody could look like that. That's the cool thing is that, that I think that's why I'm so passionate about teaching it because it's like, oh, if people only knew that all it requires is like being persistent and just following a few of the steps. Anybody, it it doesn't require like a physical specimen to go out there and ride 10, 15 minutes in a good position and look like you really know what you're doing. I feel like I could take anybody, at this point, a one-on-one -on -one session, if I had like a real, like a Tom Cruise or somebody <laughs> that you know is a, a high level individual just thinking wise and knows that hey i could just uh, i could accomplish anything if i just pay attention to this instructor and believe exactly what he's telling me right because there's some people you see go to classes and it clicks so fast right where i'll be like are you in the app or because you look ridiculously good and they're just like no i'm just trying to listen and implement like absolutely everything you're telling me and taking all of the advice literally right hey shout out vermont sunset check this clip out isn't that beautiful? Wow. Got a little, got a little bean shape. And it, it wasn't cold. No, it was like 65. It was beautiful. Man, that's hard to beat. Yeah, it was epic. So, um, but dude, so a Andy and I had a really interesting conversation about technique. But we'll get to that after we watch this clip. This I don't have any clips. How, how is Andy looking? Uh, we're gonna get to that. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any clips as far as my first time on the on the gravel track. Okay. But check out this clip. Listen, I put my foot out. I know. Okay. Okay. I put my foot out. But okay. I I remember I went to Andy. I was like, ah, that wasn't my best run around this corner or whatever. And then I watched the video. This sounds very ego driven. But I was like kind of I was kind of surprised. <laughs> like So this is interesting. You you were kind of making slow, steady strides in your progression, like really slow. Maybe now you just are, are experiencing, let me see it. Maybe well, now you're experiencing like uh, actual big. Dude, check out this. Check out That's the cool upper because body. you've been riding, you've been riding. My whole life. Way less. Well, yeah, but I've been riding way less. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've been ridden in months, months. Yeah. Dude, so check out the upper body. But bro. still watching it equally as much. And actually, wait, pause it. Huh? You know you've been watching. Hmm, this is interesting. You know you've been watching. Yes, I know who I've been watching. <laughs> and you've been watching Jet instead of me. I wonder if that's any difference. That's definitely it. No, I'm just kidding. No, but do you think it's any different or no? No, Same. I said this. I said this before. I was even talking to Taylor about it today. I was like, guys, like, gift to you, AJ, that you may not even realize. My writing. Like, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a total douchebag, but my writing is a testament that this app works because I watch more videos than anybody. I spend more time with the footage than anybody. And I am a significantly better writer than I was two years ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, that's so cool. Think about it. I watch you and Jet ride for like 14 hours a day, every day of the week. 
Obviously, and nobody you, can you do that. Started, you started studying more and riding less, and you're getting way better. Yeah, watch. Look at this upper... Dude, like... There's our slogan. <laughs> it's not a community <laughs> anymore. Um, <laughs> study more. Study more, ride, ride less, less, get better. <laughs> That's a, get that could better. be a shirt, dude. All right. Um, but... Like last year, uh, my year was okay, focused on now. gripping the bars and upper body stability. Yeah, like, I remember that. I put my foot out, but I put it out for half a second and it snapped right back to the right place. Also, these Fox boots are freaking amazing. We'll talk about that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But dude, like I watched this clip and I was like, that's not half bad. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's, like not bad, dude. Like uh, yeah, you looked a little slow. different too. So when you would sit, uh, you were much more upright than you normally would be, which is good. Stand super deep when you go to sit. Yeah, see how your upper body is like really upright. Yeah, but also like arms are square. Like I was not doing yep. that last year. Finger on the clutch. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't ever take. I don't ever take my fingers off the levers anymore. Came in yeah, super slow, good. but also it's a gravel track. You're fighting not yeah, dying. This track is really rocky and difficult to ride. But snap to the seat. Like, watch. Yeah, fast. Braking position perfect. Quick transition. Stood up quickly before the jump. Got yeah. a little squirrely in the landing. Well, yeah, but also you're landing in a riverbed. Now, here's the thing. Right here, I don't like. Like... Yeah, a little too... Fo so, you, as you accelerated harder... No, I, I mean, you're, you're also, you're making your transition to standing, so well, that's fine. So here's what I was going to say. I think if there wasn't a kicker like there was, because there's definitely Stay a sitting. kicker, I think I would, you would seat bounce off that. Yeah. And probably. then land standing. Like you wouldn't actually try to stand up right there. Because if I stayed sitting, it would have been totally fine. Um, Got a little uh, rounded with the back right when you stood up. Right. See? Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not a place you would normally want to get up at and i was also fighting like not dying because there was a giant yeah. rock on the left well, side yeah you, as soon as you stood up you rolled back and you extended right. elbows go real slow with it and keep going keep going keep going so yeah, like far right that looks good there. that looks good as soon as your front tire goes airborne yeah you, like, your head goes back you push the bike away from your well, head. right here i'm also trying to like jump to the right <laughs> Because I land way far left. I don't know if you can't see it because it's I, dark, but there's like a bit of I don't of a remember cliff. that jump curving so much, but well, maybe jump, it, did it curve more? Yeah, maybe. But anywho, like, dude, even the uh, foot out looks not horrible. Foot snaps back before. I mean, it clearly yeah. did not need to come off. I get that. Um, the only thing I don't like is I abuse the clutch aggressively. Oh, you but, did? oh yeah, but that's okay. I'm over <laughs> the it. bike looks a hundred times better. Dude, doesn't that don't those graphics look sick? Yeah. The did you oh no you had green plates before. I was yeah. gonna say the black the blacked out look on the cowie looks good. Yeah. But dude, I'm just like this this is this is really major. good. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That that looks really good. I mean yeah. that actually he, Taylor's right. That standing position does look like me. Yeah, but dude, I'm telling you, we did hundreds of laps in that bean, and it, like, I, I, yeah, it, what a epic place to start for the year. If you're coming out of winter like I just was, yeah, cut in a bean and just burn laps, because the other thing is it's fun. <laughs> Wicked. When like, you get a flow on a corner track, it's uh, almost the most fun thing, because it feels like you're playing a video game, almost. Like, you can be so consistent, try to hit the same exact mark every single time. You can do it on a track, but it's, you gotta be pretty high level to do that on a full track. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Get I, in the app, people. Yeah. Wow. Gosh darn it. Get inside the app because it doesn't even require like how much time realistically you could put in 10 minutes of study time a day probably and be pretty far along compared to the guy that's doing zero hours of study yeah. time. Think about it. You like, know sport, right? Nobody who's good at any sport doesn't watch film, right? And yet we expect to not watch productive content and get better. <laughs> yeah, and we're posting new stuff in there constantly. Even, you know, going through time periods like right now where I feel really busy and like I'm getting sidetracked constantly. I am still so impressed. There's always just video twice a week. There's always yep. videos dropping inside of there. I'm like, oh, wow, there's always. Always. I mean, if somebody joined now, you would never, ever, ever get caught up on everything that's inside of it. <laughs> no, ever. No. You'd have to. You'd need a full-time job your phone for watching the content. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, but it's, it's always cool new stuff. So like, because for some, everybody learns different. So I think even hearing the same sets of information, if it is the same sets of information, I'm just explaining it always in different scenarios, different settings to different people. Uh, as I learn and as I get older, I talk differently or I explain things differently. So that could click differently and resonate different with everyone. Yeah. Now, which, which is cool. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So here's what's cool. Uh, quick conversation that Andy and I had because I took five minutes and shout out Andy. Shout out Andy. He's the man. Um, Andy is a woods guy. I, for one, two years ago, dude, I thought he was not like worth, like he would never be saved in how bad his feet were. I mean, duck style. And he uh -huh. was glued to the mindset. He's like, he's like, well, you ride on the balls of your feet because you're on a track. I ride on my heels because I'm in the woods. So I need to get to my controls quick. That was oh. his mindset. Really what happened is he grew up, he rode the first 10 years of his life in sneakers. A lot of people will argue <laughs> that though. A lot of people, a lot of Which people. Which is wrong. So I mean, broken. maybe, f yeah. maybe there's exceptions for like high level, like, uh, hard enduro guys. But for, for like the average person that's riding a single track trail or any, most, uh, any off-road riding that I can think of, you, you would want to ride the exact way that I teach. Right. And that's a big misconception. People try and argue me that all the time. And it's like, okay, well, honestly, I don't think myself as fast, but put me in the woods and I'm certainly going to beat you. Oh, 100%. Not you. I mean, I'm the, no. whoever's well, going to argue me. me on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, continue. But, but I'm here's interested. The, um, he, yeah. the bean got really deep and really kind of sketchy, and his tires are much wider than mine because he has a yeah. dual sport. So his bike, I even rode his bike. It just was not staying in the rut. It just wanted to climb out, which is fine, whatever, because I have scary Great tires. practice, though. Good, good practice. Anywho, he went next to the bean because it was a big pumpkin patch, um, and he made like a like an eight does that make sense yeah figure eight yeah, yeah like a figure thank you that's what it's called he made a figure <laughs> eight um yeah. and he was over there doing stuff and i went over and i just like watched him for a second and everything looked right but his his like his elbows were just a little down like a little down a little weird so we talked about grip a little bit and i'm like put your fingers here don't let them come off your levers all this stuff um and then, and we talked about re-gripping because he had never really thought about re-gripping before the throttle. Okay. So we I fixed need to that. work on that a little bit. He was doing, so once he got the re-grip down, which he picked up super quick, he was fine, right? When he would turn right, which is your throttle side, 
When he was turning right, his inside elbow looked great and his outside elbow was dropping. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And he was like, he was good coming in. And then when he would turn, his like outside elbow would drop. Okay. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I was like watching him, watching him, watching him do these laps. And I'm like, his grip is right on the bars. He's like, his elbows are good everywhere but there. And I'm like, what's going on? And then it finally clicked. And I was really proud of myself noticing this. I pull him off. I'm like, Andy, sit up maybe an inch further. And what was happening was he was just sitting back barely enough to where like he didn't have the upper body length, if you will, to like get his elbows up yep. coming out of that corner. So he, we scooted him up an inch and all of a sudden he had all the control. And like he and I have this conversation all the time where it's like elbows up. You don't want your strength to do this. You want your strength to do this, right? Like kind of the up and down versus the into out. Yeah. Um, okay, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. and when he sat up a, just a little bit more, because he was like 90% there, when he did that extra 10%, dude, it worked perfectly. It was it was crazy. Anywho, what that led to was a conversation of like, we don't care about going fast, Andy and I. Like all a lot of people work on technique to try to gain seconds, and we're like, we don't care. What we do care about is doing this when we're 50. Right. You know what I mean? So we're like burning hundreds of laps in this bean. And we're like, we're going to be at the point in five years where we're pretty dialed. And if, and if we have that good of a foundation, we're going to be able to do this forever. Oh, forever. Way past 50. You right. do it to the day you die at that point. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> That's the goal for we're us. Just, right? We're just going to be in our 90s. <laughs> just Team, Team Moto Academy is just going to be 96 years old. <laughs> Dude, but that's what's important to me, right? Like, that's why we do the technique. That's why. Like, yeah, that's awesome. What's the oldest person to ride a dirt bike? Dude, do you remember? I don't know. But do you remember that guy at class who was like, oh, I think he was almost 80, I want to say, in yeah. was it Northern Club California? Moto? Yeah. Yes, it was Club Moto. That guy was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, won't, I don't I remember how old he was, but impressive and epic to see him at a class. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah, he was 76, I feel oh, like. Oh, was he? That's, does that sound about I mean, right? it's an oddly specific guess, but sure. Well, because it was in the thumbnail, wasn't it, of the YouTube oh, video? Oh, yes, it, might have, it may have been. Yeah, He was 70-something. I, I just remember seeing the thumbnail. Yeah. yeah. Good for him, dude. It, very, very possible if you're a healthy human being right. to be able to be active in your 70s. You could... Definitely ride a dirt bike if you're doing it the right way. There's a guy that goes to Tomahawk. His name is Buzz Shara, and he, I think this is his last name. <laughs> Whatever. He's got to be in his 80s. He's got, he, sorry, Buzz, if you're listening to this, he, look, he looks like he's, he's got to be old at this point. And he rides with an open-faced helmet on like a 1972 Bull Taco or Mako mm -hmm. or who knows what he rides. And just shreds tomahawk he's actually pretty good that's sick <laughs> it's epic that's awesome but that's what it's about you yeah, know that's cool i don't want to race i don't care i don't care about going fast i go the speed i want to and that's gr exactly where you want to be me uh, too what's yeah, important that's the, to us that's the most is, fun way to do it yeah like we want to be safe like andy and i were talking like we can't get hurt we can't like you know throw caution to the wind like we need to dial this in so we can do it safely and we can do it forever that's the goal yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. I like it. Okay. Really living up to the Moto Academy standard. Beautifully done. Well, that's a lot about me. Um, 
Hey, shout no, that's out. A good story. Shout out to a couple people. Uh, last okay. last episode, we let uh, listeners in who are not in the app uh, ask some questions. If you li- left a five star review on the podcast. Um, oh, cool. So I picked out a few. I only picked out three, but picked out a few to answer now and talk about. Um, Do we no- want to keep doing that? You think? Sure. Five, yeah, we have a five star review. You can ask a question, and we can put you in. With our video submissions, if you want to enter a video question, uh, which will be eventually guaranteed to, well, not guaranteed, but eventually put in to be answered in the podcast as well. Or also you just, just have be to be the inside the Moto Academy app. Yeah, that right? would be the so, only way to do questions here in, in a bit and has been. Um, I will say right. these came from Apple. Cannot for the life of me find reviews on Spotify, so maybe you can't even do it. But <laughs> on Apple, here they are. Okay, so... Okay. Five-star rating from uh, Wide Open 71. Best podcast for motocross people. Hey, guys, I love your podcast and all the tips you give on riding. I'm not part of the app yet because I'm wondering if you work with motocross quad riders at all. That is a question. Whoa, interesting question. Uh, I don't. I would say, though, that it, jumping, at least, I would imagine that the technique... I'm sure somebody could argue me on this because I have no idea, but if I were to hop on a quad, I would jump it the same exact way as I would a dirt bike. Mm-hmm. Cornering, I'm sure completely different, but I bet you I could figure it out quickly. Uh, no, no, never have had essentially zero experience on a quad and will never, I don't ever really plan to have experience on a quad, to be honest. Here's Sorry, what I will but tell thank you. you for the uh, review. What? Yeah. Here's what I will tell you. Uh, Transfers have you great. A quad? No, but it transfers great to snowmobiles. It's the same idea. Oh, did you I, have I, you put that to the test? I uh, oh, of course. I live in Vermont, dude. I 100% <laughs> ride in the attack position on a snowmobile, and it helps tremendously. <laughs> so. I rode a snowmobile one time, and it was a race snowmobile on like a supercross style track. And I immediately, I'm talking first lap, went double, double, double through a rhythm section, and I did a no footed can can on like That's the second lap. Sick. <laughs> Uh, on my first time ever on a snowmobile dude it was like so easy to do when you're good at a dirt bike dude you're not gonna want to hear this but i remembered why i love vermont last weekend well watching that video of you guys riding the turn track i could see also see why no you got to hear what happened the night before oh friday night snowmobiling friday night i went snowboarding for the first time it was 20 degrees the sunset was beautiful from the top of the mountain Went snowboarding, couldn't believe that I still knew how. Ton of fun. The next day, it was 70 degrees, and we rode dirt bikes for the first time. Yeah. Because that's what that's happens a, in Vermont. <laughs> like, that's definitely an anomaly. But yeah. uh, how long had it been since you snowboarded? I did it once last winter. I just don't have time. Super cross season. I, yeah. I, yeah, I haven't since I was 14, but I'm dying to... Allie is dying to also go on like a big ski trip somewhere cool we like we've gone to some really cool places too we were in chamonix france a few months ago right it's in the perfect time to go s- snowboarding I'm yeah. pretty sure and the problem is she does doesn't know how to do either one we can't just go to chamonix or you know just go to breckenridge and she has no idea how to do yeah, either one we gotta go yeah. we gotta get to a bunny hill we gotta find a local yeah. bunny hill yeah dude here in come Na- up Naples, to Florida. come up to us come up to us do the point in the winter yeah. and then come snowboarding with cam um we're going to the point june 4th to june 8th oh, right. oh that's whoa dog. can i say that 
uh, as of today, Tony's going to look at the dates. We were going to try to go on a vacation somewhere, but I just didn't have a big enough time window. So I was like, screw yeah. it. We're going back to the point. Tony, I hope Tony comes to Atlanta. Um, he might, was have, he? apparently. Oh, that's where we really? met him. Yeah. Atlanta. Yep. Okay. Anywho. Uh, hey, yeah, just so you it. know, Salt Lake, I don't know. Utah would probably have mountains open. I know Colorado has mountains open till like June. So yeah, just putting that out. Oh there. yeah. They'd be, what month are we going? All everything in Vermont. Early May this week. Early May. I bet you'd be open. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one, TJ, TJ, I'm going to call you TJ. I can't read your last name. Carosi? Carosi, sure. Carosi? All right. We'll, we'll walk with that. Um, podcast, podcast question. Who are some racers who improved either technique or racecraft the most throughout their careers? Great work on the podcast. Mm. Repeat the question again. Improved what? Uh, improved either technique or racecraft the most throughout their career. Oh man, that's an excellent good question. question. That's a good, excellent question, question TJ Carosi, because I always old footage of actually like today or yesterday old footage of Christian Craig popped up, and I was watching it and thinking, oh my god, his technique was horrible when he was. Hmm, was he on big bikes yet? Might have been very early days of big bikes for him, or it might have been 85s, but it's amazing to see that progression to how he looks now on the bike. Uh, you go back and look at footage of, uh, go look at old footage of any top rider. Tomac, I've been seeing clips of Tomac lately when he was on the Geico bike when he first turned pro. Yeah, granted he was a kid and he was little. His technique looks completely different than what it looks like now. Uh, Who's made the biggest, though? Huh. <laughs> Josh Hansen maybe comes to mind. Um, I'm trying to think of guys that like really innovated riding different, and because they certainly didn't always ride you know that cool of style. Hansen's a good. He's a good call. When he at straight rhythm this year, I was like, dang, he looks good. Oh, he looks super cool, and he he's kind of changed the way that he's ridden. If you go look at footage of Hansen from real early days like before his pc days maybe on his yamaha days uh like what was he on yamaha troy maybe go watch that and i don't remember off the top of my head but i bet you that it looks way different than josh hansen <laughs> now yeah way different i mean he looks sick now i bet you he didn't look sick when he was on a yamaha troy maybe he did uh who else who else uh reed Reed, I mean, think of the, he was in an era where all the guys looked like they were super old school and then kind of transcended into modern era, and now his technique looks different. Uh, who are other old guys that stayed pro? Justin Brayton? Yeah. Justin sure. Brayton, same thing. Like, completely different rider technique-wise by the end of his career from at the beginning. Pretty much anyone that sticks around long enough, because the guys that stick around long enough and still are relevant enough to be, or good enough to be qualifying in a supercross, obviously have had to make strides to progress with the times. Because you can't keep the technique from 20 years ago and still be competitive. Right. Great question. Great question. I've actually never been asked that, ever. And that's an awesome freaking question. Yeah, you know how much I'm not the guy to answer that question, so I'm glad you had good some, something good to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, no I want to keep naming guys, to be honest, but man so many me look at me 
if you go watch me, I, I used to look pretty cool on the bike. I always had style, but it wasn't really a technique. Like you go watch the NERC 08 video on YouTube, just type in NERC 08, it's by Danny Stewart. It's a video with Barsha, Dakotas, me, mm -hmm. um, is Satili in it? Robbie Marshall, maybe, Jake Abbott. There's like all the New England guys, really cool. There's a, there's a clip of me or a whole segment of me in that. And uh, my technique wasn't really good. Footwork was horrible. I mean, everything was not good. I, I completely changed the way that I ride, even more so than ever the last two and a half years, three years. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Great question. If you want to ask a question like that, first of all, you better be inside of the app. If not, is he inside of the app? Message us. We, I'll give you a free month for the app. Go try it. Uh, ask questions like that. Leave a review. That's cool that he left the review on there. I like it. So that's on Apple? That's on Apple. Okay. And Sorry, here. Spotify people. Yeah, I'm sure I there's a lot of Spotify people that are pissed. Well, I like... Maybe I'm just dumb and can't find them, but I looked for longer than I should have and didn't find anything. Oh, man. Lots of reviews, but I couldn't find any like messages. Anywho, I might just be dumb. I might get roasted from this episode. But uh, last but not least, Dirtbiker84, 80, so stoked. Saw your vids on TikTok and started listening to your podcast. You guys are great to Whoa. listen to. Also, just okay. signed up for the Moto Academy. Excited to be a part of the experience. Heck yeah, Dirtbiker84. That's, that's it. There's no question. Oh, okay. Okay. I was, okay. cool. was going to say, is there a question with that? Uh, <laughs> I am always interested. It's not often I hear that, but it's becoming more fre frequent than ever when people say that they've heard of us and saw us for the first time on TikTok. That's interesting. That's um, interesting. I, I always write TikTok off as like the wasted social media that doesn't actually drive any real uh, revenue. Yep. But... TikTok is the biggest social media platform out there right now, but I think they're still trying to shut it down. I don't know what the heck's going on out there, but um, yeah. So yeah, at least for, we at least we have one, and we actually I think we have quite a few. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for leaving reviews, guys. Um, yeah, if you'd like thank to you guys. Ask a question. You're not in the app. That's how you do it. Uh, leave a far, five star review and ask your question. Now, did you hear about? Did you hear about the rumor about Hunter Yoder? No. Okay, so in Seattle, no offense. Is he getting a PC ride? No. Oh, okay. Not that I know of. <laughs> but no offense. Hunter Yoder, 18 years old, Seattle, killed it, dude. Killed yeah, it. Yeah, he and did. like I like I literally texted the group chat during like one of the heat races because he like whole shotted the heat race and almost whole shotted the main. I'm like all yeah. this stuff. Um, and I was like, who, I literally texted the Moto Academy group chat. I'm like, who is Hunter Yoder? <laughs> I'm like, he's a PR, PRMX rider just was flying in Seattle. I don't know what he got overall, but he did really well. Like maybe even a top five. Um, don't take that for facts, but really top impressive. five in what the main event? Like, yeah, like did very well. No, God, no. In Seattle. What? No, he, Dude. there's absolutely no way he got top 10. Okay. Let's, let's look. Never mind, top five. Uh, that'd be incredible if so. Let's see who can find it first. I'm I'm gonna win. Fourteenth. Okay. Well maybe he crashed. Yeah, I won. Yeah, you won. Um Fourteenth, that's great. Wait a minute. Uh what what did he get in the heat? 
Oh, I'm not even looking he, at the right freaking race. Oh my god. He qualified he qualified eighth. No wonder he did so well that night. He um I think he whole shotted his heat race. He didn't he he just like did shockingly well. Um We're trying to do statistics again, dude. Why no, do no, we no. keep always no, no, why no, do we is, always fall down this track? I'm not trying to do st statistics. Just hear me out. He was nowhere near that in uh Glendale? He got fourth in the heat. Just look that up. Where? Okay. Nowhere near that in Glendale. Glendale. In Seattle. Fourth in yeah. the heat. Eight, eighth in the main. That's very good. After free practice, there was a no, rumor. 14th in the main. Sorry. There was a rumor that they were going to protest his bike. And uh -huh. his bike got a random engine tear down before the night show in Glendale. Whoa. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and that's it. That's, uh, that's all that's out there. I was like, ooh. <laughs> but no, uh, nobody said who did it? What do you mean? Like, w was it a protest, or did AMA decide to randomly check his bike? PRMX was subjected to a random teardown from AMA, yeah, on, on Yoder's bike. Whoa. That doesn't happen almost ever that I yeah. know of. So it definitely got protested or whatever. So I, there's no... Wow, there's... they must have had some intel, which means that maybe... Oh Could boy, be nothing. That'd be... Could be nothing, That'd but be it. it was just funny because I was like, I was like, wait, who's this Hunter Yoder, Yoder, Yoder guy pulling hole shots? And uh, yeah, apparently AMA tore his bike down. So anyway, that's that's kind of interesting. But wow, all yeah, because say, getting a getting a start like that on a privateer bike is nearly impossible. Right. So <laughs> nearly yeah. impossible. Yeah, I've got perfect perfect starts coming out of the gate and still get eleventh coming in the first turn. Right. All that to say. Um, Let's talk Glendale for a minute. Obviously, the I think the biggest news is one, Jet won a Triple Crown. Two, Eli won the championship. And three, <laughs> um, Christian Craig. What a bummer. What did Webb get? Webb, yeah, Webb got fourth. Okay. So that's seven. Yeah, well, Eli's got seven points on him now. And now it goes all open stadiums until the series is finished. Tomac wins easy. Oh, I mean, don't, I, don't, even, don't even bother watching it. He's got to. <laughs> no, he's got to. Because think about it. Webb yeah. openly hates Atlanta. <laughs> he can do well, obviously. He's, I mean, he can do well. But he does not like those layouts whatsoever. Um, and then you have Jersey, open stadium. You have Nashville, open stadium. You have Denver. That's an Eli wins Denver. And then Salt Lake, I mean. Eli wins Salt Lake. I mean. It, yeah. It's going to be tough. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, Tomac is an absolute, complete legend. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's second all-time wins in Supercross. Remember, like, what was it? I saw Four it. years ago, he wasn't the Supercross guy. Oh, you no, I just, yeah, because he's just that good. Doesn't oh, matter. Man. He's everything. I mean, Gosh. he, uh, I saw it at a press conference question, and yeah. he goes, well, what I learned from that one is that don't leave the inside open. <laughs> and then he just, that was all he said. And it was like, you could tell the question was wanting more. He's just, yeah, just don't leave the inside open. Did he get hit in the main or the heat? Uh, well, what do you mean the main or the heat? There, there were no heats. <laughs> oh, did he get hit in any of the three mains? I don't think so. I wasn't that a press conference from previous weeks. Could have been. I think it was. <laughs> I think you're talking been. about a different race, but that's fine. Definitely could have been. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's. I liked his shiny numbers. 
Yeah, that was nice. The red plate looked great. Nice shiny numbers. Didn't even realize that Webb also had the red plate. That The shiny numbers did exactly what they were supposed to do and that I, I thought he was still the only red plate guy. That's hilarious. Because it just made you think that his was more important because it was bedazzled. Because it was bedazzled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice and sparkly. Helps a lot. Good for him. Uh, Jet, did a, Jet did a pretty good... Okay, so two things happened on the night that were pretty funny. First of all, Lucas texted me at 9.30 p.m. and said, where's Cam? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oops, forgot to tell you. He's uh, staying home for Easter weekend. And he goes, ah, yeah, makes sense. Um, <laughs> Oops. And then second thing, right when Jet crosses the finish line, Lucas texts me and he goes, how was this finish line celebration? I couldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I go, I go, oh, well, he tried to do a whip. It was decent. It was a pretty good effort. And then I said, then he did a, uh, a burnout. So yeah, that was a nice burnout. I said, uh, the effort was there. Just need some whip practice. And he said, for Christ's sake. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Pretty awesome. funny. Yeah, that, I would have loved to be That was the first thing he thought of. Couldn't I, I see the celebration. I would have yeah, loved to be there. But. It seemed like the vibe was good. You could tell by his podium interviews and stuff, too. It would have been probably a good race for you to be at. Yeah, it would have been a good story because it's like yeah. you just got yeah, to get the crap. Triple Crown win. You know, you got to get the Triple crap. Crown win. It would have been the best story out of any of the ones you've been that to. That is not true. Best one was definitely A2, and here's why. I said this in one of my vlogs um, recently. I like did kind of a midweek check-in in the uh -huh. Detroit video, the Detroit I Seattle video. What A two was? Uh, A two was a triple crown. The jet videos are hard to make. Your videos are easier to make. Uh, minus Detroit. Detroit was hard to make, and that's simply because like when everything goes well for Jet. Jet Jet's like this. Right. He's just right here. Right. Yep. And like I, I'm, I'm like that too. But also, I, pl I, I'm playing into the YouTube thing a lot more. You're just, you're more, uh, you're having to like really film Jet. So if there's no raw, real uh, right. emotion coming out of him, you're getting nothing. Where I could I exaggerate things and stuff like that. So yeah, exactly what you realize, right? Is it just this? Well, and but you're what, like, oh, whether things go horribly wrong or really well, it's just this. Right. <laughs> well, well, here's what I'm saying. But Jet, typical day. P1 qualifying, P1 heat, P1 main is the story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like us, it's like great free practice, terrible qualifier. I want to quit racing. Like, you know, what? I'm going to race forever. Like, uh -huh. you know, it's like there's a lot more happening. And no, like if you ever read a book, you need conflict. You need conflict. So like when I'm making these jet videos, it's terribly boring to have an eight minute video. That's all great. And like that sounds so weird to say. But like story wise, you're not going to watch a movie where everything's perfect for an hour. That's just boring. Like you need the conflict. You need the, you know, so anywho, it's, it's fine. So that's why A2 mm. was such a fun video because Jet was not happy, right? It was like, you know, it was crash, crash, and then finally won so we could end high. Um, Daytona was probably our best video we'll make this year uh, because bike problem, bad qualifying, left the race whatever but then we ended on this like sweet little story of you know what it's all okay because like it's just yeah, one Daytona of vlog was sick now if we make a movie which i don't know if we talked about that on the podcast we might make a movie this year if we make a movie i'm gonna put in the stuff in daytona because daytona is a halfway point so it's perfect story arc all the stuff that mm. didn't make the vlog 
of, oh. of what actually happened. Because I'll have to craft the whole season into a story rather than, you know. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, the perfect for the movie. Because what actually happened the night of Daytona was not on YouTube. You know? So, like, it, it'll be really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would be excited to watch that whole thing. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, so maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to make that happen. Okay, do you want to like? Huh. What do you want to do? Do you want to do some? Do you want to talk about the race? Do you want to do podcast not questions? Really? No, uh, yeah, I don't either. Me, do you want to see? Not, yeah. You have Craig's crash, and that's basically it. But I don't even really feel like talking about that. To be honest, it's a bummer that he. I think I just I don't know if we were talking about it or it, who was. It's amazing how you can go from how comfortable and confident he was on that bike last year mm -hmm. to where that dude would have never ever ever crashed in a set of whoops like that ever especially yeah. that hard um to now being on that bike this year and he crashes like that going through the whoops that sucks yeah that does yeah suck. that sucks it sucks because i i would imagine husky's never gonna want to freaking hire me that's for sure after saying this but i would imagine that he would never like if money wasn't a factor he would have stayed on the Yamaha, right? Probably. Because that was the better bike fit match for uh, for him for him, right? By by a long shot. So yeah, Craig doesn't crash in whoops like that. Like to crash that hard in the whoops, something has to go really really wrong. Which usually the level of commitment that he comes into the whoops with, that things don't go really really wrong. Yeah, he is so, the whoop guy. Yeah, he's the whoop guy. You know, the whoop guy. I mean, Craig last year in the whoops, I would put him against any I would put him against anybody. Right. And this year it's not even close to that. So, yeah, hopefully he's OK. He's had a lot of really he's not really OK. I mean, he's fine, but he, he's messed up. Uh, what was it? Dislocate. Did somebody say dislocated hip? Dislocated hip. Di dislocated elbow. Dislocated elbow. And I think broken elbow. Yeah. So he's got That's to get surgery I, today. When I he think. hit, I was like, oh, broken elbow, uh, which is not a good bone to break. That's like breaking your heel. That's right. much more complicated than like breaking mid-limb. Uh, yeah, that that sucks. Right. Um, what else happened? Barsha looked freaking fantastic, especially in that last main, was it? Yeah, dude, Barsha's so good. So racy man. with it. He looks good this year. Mm-hmm. Barsha looks uh, good. What else? Tomac looks insanely good. Jet was interesting to watch. Jet just straight up had a day where I thought he was just going to straight like, get third just because, uh, which is so crazy interesting to me because you would have a guy like James Stewart is the first person that comes to mind. Fastest person that we've seen in a long time, so same with Jet, but wouldn't only go out there to win the race. That was the only goal was to go out and win the race. And as, at least that's what it seemed. Where Jet, it couldn't be any more the opposite. His goal is to win the championship. It literally, I don't think it matters if that meant going out and getting third every single race, if that's what he was given on that night. Mm. He was just riding. Yeah. The one race he got third, could he have caught the guys? Sure. But like, he was just cruising. It's funny just, to have a guy when you're surprised he gets third. Like, when Jet got third, that second moto, and nothing went wrong, it was a little weird. Yeah. It was weird. It, it was, but it was then it was also like, wow, it's, it was elevated, is what I thought. It wasn't like, uh, ooh, well, are we questioning? Like, did I think for a second that Hampshire was going to win the overall? No, actually, okay. because okay. I was like, watch. What? I thought for a second that RJ was going to win. 
when that red flag happened in the first oh. moto. I was like, oh no, Jet. You could see it on his face. I'm like, oh no, 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 don't do it again. <laughs> so, uh, what were the moto scores? Jet went 1 3 1. 1 3 1, yeah. 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 But I was uh, like, dude, when that restart happened, I'm like, Jet. Jet. This is exactly what Jet didn't want to have happen out of Triple Crown is four gate drops. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You, right. know? I was like, you oh, could tell no. when it got restarted. I saw him. He was pissed off. <laughs> uh, he looked good, though. Very in control. It, yes. it, I was When I was texting Lucas, it just seemed like a track that, and this is why he, he got beat straight up. I shouldn't even air quote that. He got beat straight up, right? Yeah. Uh, it seemed like an easy track. It, it, to me, it seemed like the only place he was able to super separate himself and like, because it was easy because it was pretty high speed and not tight and technical. Mm -hmm. uh, the only place he was really able to separate himself from the other guys were, were the whoops. And the whoops were easy in the first moto, it seemed more difficult maybe in, in moto two and then completely mangled it looked like by moto three. So that big big separation began to just happen in that third moto is is what it looked like to me. Did I just see the real GP pop up? Should we, can I take a five second intermission here? Yeah, I gotta change my battery. Okay, BRB. Yep. These messages are brought to you by the Moto Academy. Wow. Subscribe at club.themotoacademy.com. Also, if you subscribe before April 28th, we're gonna pick a winner to fly into Salt Lake City. And yes, you can win from anywhere in the world. Uh, what else do you have to do? Oh, well, we're gonna do a video submission, but we're not telling people that yet. So all you have to do is subscribe at club.themotoacademy.com. You could win an all expense paid trip. You don't have to pay for the hotel. You don't have to pay for that Uber ride. You don't have to pay for a flight. You don't have to pay for your food. What do you have to pay for? You don't have to pay for your Supercross ticket. If you want to buy a shirt, you got to pay for that. We'll probably give you some shirts, but if you want to buy an event shirt, maybe you got to pay for that. If you want to buy, what else could you buy on this trip? A pair of headphones, like I just did at the airport. Well, you got to pay for that, but everything else, the Moto Academy will pay for it. And by the Moto Academy, I mean me. Club.themotoacademy.com. <laughs> Technically, I could bust out all of these ad reads right now while Cam is just in the other room. Mm. Where is the... Th oh, you can hear me this whole time? Well, I'm back now. I just had to change the battery. I thought you needed the break, not me. I did, and I didn't. I just did an ad for the whole time. Great. Hang on. Welcome back from these messages. <laughs> Can't wait to watch those later. Um, yeah, all right. Let's do a couple questions. If you want to send in questions, send them to Cameraman Cam in the app. Send a video. Don't send me a message. Send me a video. Thank Excellent. you. Okay, here we go. What's in up, the boys? Apple, people. Real GP Ooh, here. Real GP. I've got a quick question for you, Albert. I'd like to learn how to Not wheelie. Sure. I feel like it's going to help me gain greater bike control and fluidity when I'm riding, if I can wheelie. Will mm -hmm. you talk about uh, maybe a step-by-step -step process on how to learn to wheelie, both sitting and standing, and uh, and any differences from the normal attack position, like if I need to, to sit or stand differently on the bike. Thanks. Also, I think at this point, I've earned the privilege of throwing a couple shout-outs. So first off, Cam, your videos are killing it lately. <laughs> awesome. 
Uh, second, uh, Corey, aka needs more practice in the app. Thanks for hooking me up with these awesome contour numbers, um, and thanks to your wife for cutting them out for me. And uh, finally, I want to shout, shout out, out to Cam and AJ for actually staying to the end of every podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Real GP, that's awesome. So when those guys went to class, the, the whole group had the same numbers, which was actually helpful for me to like know who was in the app during oh, class. What? Pretty funny. So what was the question? Oh, wheelies. Okay, great question. And yes, you're exactly right. I think bike control, one major factor of bike control is knowing how to do a wheelie. So that starts with... Hmm, you can argue me on this, but I probably started with some really slow speed stand-up wheelies is what I started with at first. First gear, basically a dead stop, pop the clutch, find that, just get used to just rup, and then the, all you're gonna do at first when you're not good at this is this rup, boom, front end down, rup, front end down. You're gonna probably have to do that for a while. You could practice that sitting down very neutral position. Uh, some people teach to sit further back on the seat when you do a wheelie. That might be true because that puts you over top of the axle, right? I've always just sat dead center and it seems to work well enough, uh, maybe a little further back. And having your foot near the rear brake is really helpful to, when you first learn so that you could and if you go too high up, boom, slam the rear brake and you're right back down. That way you don't loop out. If you do loop out, don't hold on to the bike, throw the bike. Worst thing you can do is start to loop out and then just be running behind it. That's how you're going to dislocate a shoulder. That's how you're going to hurt yourself. Let go of the bike. If you rah, and then it starts to go, just throw it. It's fine. Maybe even take your rear fender off before because you're going to be horrible at it when you first learn. It takes a long time to gain confidence with doing a wheelie. Uh, once you learn the stand up or sit down little rah, then the goal is to try and practice getting a little higher and Mm. But for me, I, the second thing, after I learned how to do that, all I did, honestly, was I started to get comfortable with it, and then I started going to second gear and doing until the gear ran out. Then I started doing third gear, and it would just be higher speed. Then I started learning how I could start a wheelie in first, and I could go second, third, fourth, fifth. I could shift through all the gears while standing up. But that's not really a safe way to learn. I would much rather somebody learn going slower speed. Like I learned that, for example, the high speed, like it's what you'd see a street bike guy doing going down the highway, it's shifting through all the gears. That's what I learned. And then I learned how to go to first gear and actually control a sit down wheelie for an extended period of time, which is reverse order. Learn the sit down wheelie after you learn the little blip, first gear, the safest way to learn is literally get to a stop before you take off so that you can do that clutch drop and not be doing it at a high speed. And just practice, be patient because you're gonna be horrible. It's gonna take a while to get good at it, but practice it. You can also, when you get good at that, start wheeling across the tops of obstacles. When I would go to the track, that was one thing. I can't remember if my dad would have me do it or if I would just, play a game with myself when I was out there, I would, any track I would go to, my goal was to try and see if I could wheelie every obstacle. So a tabletops that became easy, there were some like step ups that were a little more difficult, like a step down would be even more difficult, uh, or like huge doubles or triples where I had to wheelie in between, that was extremely difficult, but I would just make it a goal to see a, a whoop section or rhythm section, I'd have to wheelie the whole thing. Um, that's obviously like when you get to a higher level of that, but it's 
it's translated a good bike skill. Like I can tire tap things. I can wheelie through whoops if I need to. Um, it's made me a better rider. So sorry, long winded question or answer. Cam, you have anything to add to that? Or how are your, how's your, your wheelie game? Is so, it any good? Nasty at fourth gear stand up wheelies. <laughs> Cannot sit in slow wheelie to save my life unless I'm on a pit bike. My pit bike wheelies are getting better. Pit bike wheelies are Interesting. getting better. Interesting. So you, you learned high speed wheelies first then as well. So I didn't, hmm. believe it or oh. not. My very first bike was a Honda 80, CRF 80. Okay. Uh, nice. I was a sit down wheelie guy. I mean, this is when I was like eight years old, but I was a sit down wheelie guy. Could go forever, dude. My tire had no knobbies <laughs> on it because um, it was just up and down the driveway all day, every day when I was a kid, uh, just straight up. I was actually good at them. I cannot sit down wheelie anymore. I don't know what happened. Oh. <laughs> I like when I started racing, started riding, stopped doing wheelies. When I came back, I can only do them standing. It's kind of weird. I actually in the pumpkin patch was trying to do some slow and controlled, like get up, tap the brake. Yep. Learn from it takes a while to get good at it. It's easy to just do a couple and be like, oh, this isn't this isn't fun because I can't do it and then just give up. You got to practice for a while for sure, yeah. especially on the real GPs. But although slow wheelies on a two stroke is actually quite easy. Uh, yeah, because he was on an older Honda two stroke. <laughs> that might not be a bad bike, actually, to learn how to wheelie on. Yeah. So I will say this shameless plug Hunter okay. did a slow wheelie tutorial video in the app and it's very good like very detailed um, is it okay and hunter Great. is the he he can just drag fenders on a slow wheel yeah, he's, he's insane yeah. like jet i oh, would say okay. is forget the stop, about that tutorial. yeah jet's the stoppy guy we have a jet uh tutorial video on stoppies but hunter ga gives a killer tutorial on how to do a slow wheelie and he just drags his fender it's insane we should uh push that even though it's it's old, it's a year old. It doesn't matter if it's a All good right. tutorial. Then, they got uh, the same sponsors. Right, His hair yeah. still looks good. You know, hair. Yeah, yeah. So good yeah. question, real real GP. We love it. Always coming in hot with the good questions. All right, hit, hit me with another. Give me one more. All right, give me two more, and then we'll we'll end because I want to do these Whoa. ad reads. Oh, real. Or I guess we're just GP. doing premix Papa. I just chose a random one. I swear. Premix Papa. Everybody wants to hear from premix Papa. Here we go. Super duper cross. Yeah. Yeah, no, if you want to use that, you're going to have to go through AJ and Cam. They coined the phrase first. Yeah, I'll let them know that you're calling. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I got to go. See ya. Premix Papa, this is Premix Hotline. Whoa, hey, AJ. Hey, quick question. What three things would you change about the motocross, supercross industry? Thanks. Three things. Right. First, first of all, shout out Premix Papa. Oh my God, those and those video submissions are just unbelievable, uh, and really good question. So, what was the question? Three. <laughs> what would be the three things you would change about the industry? Is yep. that the question? Yep. Okay, I'm gonna try to not be super long-winded with this. If I can think of anything, let's see. Three things. Uh, the Feld. Let's use Supercross as an example. I don't know. I'm not as familiar with how the outdoors runs. Feld needs to give more control and give a little bit more leeway in decision-making to the, the teams, especially the privately owned teams and the privateers. So, for example, we should be able to, as the Moto Academy, set up 
and sell our merchandise at the event. 100%. At least give us a vending option, you know, like, okay, hey, if you guys want to park for Supercross, that's free because you're here racing our event. If you want to act as a vendor while you're doing so, that will be $2,500 for the year or whatever it is. Uh, so it sucks that they don't do that because all it's doing not selfishly it sucks because we i'm not making more money but it sucks for the sport because it's just keeping people's branding small like if you could do that every person would have much more of an option to build their brand kind of create a personality and therefore it would grow the sport but uh they just want money in the short term right because it's that's the problem with corporate is they need to always be making money all the time they can't make really creative decisions and make big changes because that the, they would never be allowed to do that. That's why we're so lucky to own a business that is small because it's we can do whatever we want. Could make any crazy big shift or pivot at any point to try something new. A huge corporate business like Feld can't do that. Uh, so that's the problem. Um, okay, so let's see, more more power to make decisions, AKA, IE, merch, uh, what else? They- I mean, could they take like 10% of sales? Yeah, something. I mean, like, and it's just- Even that would be okay. Less about, less about the people making more money on the weekend, although that is a benefit and especially helpful to the riders that they don't pay that much. need it, dude. You know? Need it. Like, that's, like, that's like me hiring a guy to go do a moto academy and, and paying them horribly to do it and then being like oh you're a big name dude people want to buy your shirts people would actually love to buy your shirts but nope only i'm allowed to sell your shirt and you don't actually get a dollar of it so yeah what yeah uh doesn't make sense it doesn't matter to the big name guys because they're getting paid so much money from the the factories uh but even if those guys did have dino was allowed to sell his merch at the races it's 10 grand around five grand around extra into his pocket his brand grows, more people are wearing dirt bike shirts around and supercross shirts around in public. It's, it is a win no matter how you look at it. Um, what else? Paying the riders more would be helpful uh, just to legitimize the sport a little bit more. I think it would work in their benefit long-term. And the sport just, is growing very well right now. So I think that's, it's good timing too, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if the, because what happens is I keep creating goals or kind of dreams for, for the Moto Academy. And then I, before I've reached that goal, way before I've reached that goal, I realize that goal isn't high enough and I readjust and make a different one. And I keep doing that recently. Uh, and there's like effects of that. So for example, when we open uh, the first, community so when we open the first moto the moto academy facility or the second and then the third or the fourth eventually we're going to have to start a supercross race team in a big way with the semi the whole deal it, it's it honestly probably won't even be an option i didn't see that being a thing in fact i wanted to avoid that but I, that's going to happen that's um, yeah, gonna have to probably and where i'm go where i'm going with this is i think that i could foresee and this 
could be totally wrong, but if the brand grew big enough, there might be, I might be put into a position where it would make sense to start a big, a series of my own. You know what I mean? Sure. If we, if, if there's 10 facilities across the world, all of which are specializing in grooming people in supercross from the age they're five years old, three years old, four years old, whatever it is, all the way up, and nobody else is doing that, why wouldn't that same business be the one that starts up a series? Uh, it, maybe even if it's not, uh, hmm. Yeah, it, maybe it doesn't even have to be a professional series. Yeah, don't share all it, your ideas. Maybe it's just ran as, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have yeah. live. We're gonna have live moto. You don't know that reference. <laughs> well, World Supercross is kind of that already oh, you do know too. That reference. Right? Congrats. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Except we probably won't pay was, the riders forty million dollars a piece. <laughs> I was I was watching the Masters yesterday. I thought it was funny that they all wear the white jumpsuits. Right. I'm gonna make mechanic Dan wear that with my name on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? If you give or him just driver, uniform? just driver Jamie. Oh man, he would love it. Uh, and just a just a white jumpsuit with Cat Zero on the back. Oh, that would be sick. And he'd be hat. just like he's such a tall, big dude. Like he would be a walking billboard with Cat Zero across the back. <laughs> and then it just says the Moto Academy in the front yeah. on in the same font and coloring as the Masters. That would that would actually be that'd be hilarious. Um, do you have a third? Can we do that in Atlanta? Is it too late? It's too late. Uh, do I have a third? Do you have a third? It's too late. Uh, well, my thing, I've ranted before. Uh, we got to get riders' jerseys out there. Have to. Thank you, Jet, for doing it first. Got to continue. Got to continue. Yeah. We got to fix that. Like, it's so, like, everyone, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where we're almost at 70,000 people on a weekend in a stadium. Like, mm -hmm. we should be seeing everybody wearing their favorite jersey just like football just like every other sport out there that has jerseys um there needs to be more collaborations with uh athletes or celebrities outside of the sport as well i, I feel like it's yep. it's a sport that a lot of people low-key are watching and just nobody knows again you know like who's some, doing that really well who jet lawrence and lucas i mean right. they, they've had collabs with the moto not the moto gp moto gp is that what it's called well the, he's done a collaboration with marquez before he did mm -hmm. one like this year with ant, uh, anti-social social club is that what it's called yeah Daniel uh, Ricardo they're doing stuff like that plan. all the time yeah so f1 i mean yeah they're doing they're we doing uh job. yeah we we need to start doing that more frequently as well because we have the perfect business to be bringing in high profile people and teaching them how to ride a dirt bike like who doesn't want to learn how to ride a dirt bike in a cool way and look like look cool doing it yeah and i was just talking earlier in this podcast that i could do that i believe that in one or two days i could teach somebody how to do it pretty well if they're like a person that a high level person mm -hmm. that's been successful and knows how to like learn yeah uh and then my second the one sport needs sport needs more of that okay yeah. my Sorry, second I keep one is on. we need to give cameraman cam a media pass Mm-hmm. That would be appreciated. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we do. Yep. I mean, there's I'm, a lot of things pre-mix Papa. There's a lot, yeah. but but hey, they I also mean, they also do a lot of cool things. I was gonna say um, there's things that we don't know about. I mean, yep. obviously benefit of the doubt. I mean, there's there's lots lots of things we don't know about, right? Um, and it's all good. The sports in a really good place, you know. So decisions. The are, people, 
that work for them on the kind of like uh, the feet on the ground, like the uh, Dave Prater is his name. Um, Mike Pelletier is AMA. What's the other guy's name? Can't remember. Really nice and really mm -hmm. passionate about the sport. Yes. Which is important. Thank God. Because if, if we didn't have people like that at that level, we're, we're all screwed. Yeah. They have their hands tied, I'm sure, when it comes to a lot of that, those big changes that we would all love to see. I'm sure they would love to see them too. Right. Uh, but yeah, all we, of course, all everyone does is ever complain because that's just how the world operates. And we're doing that with Fell, just like how everybody does to everybody. Yeah. So we shouldn't do that. But the people at the ground level, although Prater is like the VP, he's very high up, I'm sure, um, is passionate about sport. But also, which is important. Hey, super duper cross. Great, I think is a great deal. I think the name's dumb. I think it's a great deal like that. I did not want to see motocross die. I want to see motocross succeed. I love motocross. That's what people ride. We can't let it die. Nobody rides supercross, right? Like everybody rides motocross. Um, yeah. Everybody I know in Vermont who rides dirt bike does not watch professional racing. I think that's I I think that should change. I think people should watch racing. And but you know what's nice about the super motocross thing is it's kind of like a hybrid. It's a more relatable looking supercross track that's a little bit open, more open, right? Mm -hmm. A little bit more high speed and kind of motocrossy, but still small and still confined. I think that would be pretty safe to say that that's more of what the future of the sport, not just pros. The future of the the casual rider would look like as prop big properties become more unavailable you're probably going to more electric bikes right yes. if let's say especially if it goes that way you're going to be able to have smaller tracks and smaller pieces of land closer to cities because cities are just going to be everywhere right right, right. so that it makes sense it's a good middle ground but here's what i'm saying like the way I wonder if two thoughts. One thought is I wonder if Super Duper Cross, like right this year we have the three playoff rounds. I wonder if next year there's like five or six of those hybrid tracks. I wonder if that's what their long term plan is. They um, should that should be the progression. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But again, I want to see motocross succeed because that's that's what we ride, you know. But anywho, like the way that I look at it is to my point of people that I know don't watch racing. They all ride dirt bikes, but they don't watch the racing. I hope that whatever decisions are being made higher up in super duper cross or whatever. Um, and like, gosh, dang it. Our YouTube channel is going to help. So please let us film. Um, and they have, they have been letting us film, which is awesome. Like a lot of people are filming now, which is great. That's exactly how it should be. Mm -hmm. It's going to open like, all the all my buddies who I'm talking about who don't watch the racing watch our YouTube videos, right? So like that's that's the that is the avenue. The Deegans, everybody, that's the avenue. Okay, I'm ranting now, but yeah, we're case in point when it comes to that. That's interesting, right? But here's the deal: they right? don't watch like, the races. I live in Vermont. There's a place called Thunder Road. It's a quarter mile track for cars, you know, uh, street stocks, whatever. You go there on the weekend in the summer. It is packed, packed. People love it under the lights, whatever. I'm like. That should exist for dirt bikes on the local level. Like, why is there not a dirt bike track somewhere under the lights and people love it? It's because our sport, everybody does it, right? Just like every Subaru owner is at Thunder Road, everybody who has a dirt bike is not watching racing. And if we can merge those two worlds, I think, man, 
We're going to be dialed. We're going to be dialed. Hmm. Now I just got another idea. Okay. Uh, I like it. I like ideas. Yeah. Only share it if you I think... want somebody else to take it. <laughs> no, we'll do it first. We'll cool. do it better. I'm We're in a good right. position where I think that honestly, it's almost why I've gotten a slow start to this is because you see so many other people fail. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there, it takes the right type of person and the right team. It takes so many things to go right for somebody to be successful in like really anything. Uh, I, I just don't believe that there's, that's why I don't really look at many people as competition because I'm like, ah, honestly, at what we do, we're, we're the, there's not ever going to be anybody that does it better than how we do what we do. That sounds cocky, but uh, just not. So, yeah, I feel like we're in a good position to where we could do something like that, have a cool small race series because all you would have to do is provide a really fun, cool atmosphere. Motocross is way more interesting and entertaining to watch than cars going in a circle. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because you're still going to get the crashes that people want to see. Hopefully nobody would get hurt if you build the track safely, but you're still going to have a whole bunch of crashes. It's cool. It's just cooler. To, it's just cooler to watch. Oh, it's so much more complicated. Like, yeah, in the sense of the race, the watching the racing, like, the, the you know, like just, you know, f- cars, for instance, it takes four laps to set up a pass, which like, has its own thrill, I suppose. But with dirt bikes, you can have eight passes in the same lap. It's just epic, <laughs> you know? Yeah, if you had a place set up with really cool spot to view from where almost like a, I picture like a uh, top golf, but for um, racing where right. you, or it could be even like a go-kart place where you have a hospitality of an area where you could view from that's really cool or maybe even you have a sit-down restaurant where you could view the track mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of F1 style is what you're saying, basically. Yeah, it wouldn't, it sounds really like luxury or high-end, but there's a way that you could do that affordably, I bet, that right. that's what people would want. Hmm. And then you get everybody there. And naturally, that what that would do, too, is that would just bring new people into the sport once they realize, like, oh, okay, interesting. The people that are uh, promoting this event also teach people how to ride, and they claim that it's really easy to do. Cool, right. I'm going to well, buy a you, bike. You know how it works. You don't want to associate with people who are doing things crummy. You know? Like, we talk about it... Uh, I don't know if I should, I don't know how this is going to be taken publicly. (laughs) Say it. I'm curious now. Well, we talk about it in the church world a lot. Like I, for instance, I'm in charge of audiovisual lighting at our church. Uh, we need volunteers to run it. You know, I have a team of 30 people under me that, um, run audiovisual lighting on a Sunday. And if, if we want more people involved, we need to do it better because the better you do it, the more people want to associate with it. Right. Um, obviously there's other reasons why we want to be excellent, but yeah, that's a like, fun, that's, that's what's exciting about this business. That so many things in kind of life also, but the, when you start to build a brand, it, it, there's a compounding effect. That's like that where, Oh, now it is, 
I wouldn't say it's easier to hire people because it's still a difficult thing to do, but at least like people are lining up well, to want to be involved in what you have going on. Look yeah. from in my world, look at the videos we're doing. Like I had such a hard time finding help in the last year or whatever, since we transitioned the Supercross season to making videos that are better. <laughs> um, it's much easier now. It's much easier now. I've had four meetings with guys in the last week. Um, Any Anything promising going on? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, which we'll talk about in Atlanta. Okay, good. We I need it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But some cool stuff. Some cool stuff. And just... Uh, but we're just doing a we're just doing it better now, which is what we need to do always. So, okay, I'm over this conversation. We're gonna podcast again tomorrow, so we can't. For, we've been going way too long. If we're gonna do this again tomorrow, <laughs> I should take a picture of my setup because I feel like I got it pretty good. Well, Let's just, don't just touch say anything. a quick prayer that my uh, road mic oh um, actually recorded this conversation. If you're still listening, if this road mic did record the conversation. And you're listening to this. Shout out Driver Jamie. My God. Driver Jamie's been killing it. We just figured out that uh, Custom Upfits is going to build out the van. Which I do not approve. Is awesome and Cameraman Cam doesn't approve. <laughs> it's being driven from <laughs> all the way to Nashville and then straight from Nashville to Sacramento. Oof. And then from Sacramento to Salt Lake City and then back home. So Driver Jeez. Jamie's going to have a whole lot of driving on his hands. But he's the man. And then shortly thereafter, he'll be able to go and move into Moto Academy, Georgia, which I'm not supposed to tell people that exist yet, but we're just kind of slowly, people are slowly finding out. Well, I mean, you've only said it for like the last four weeks in the podcast, so. Yep, so sorry, it was supposed to be a secret. The big official YouTube announcement and all of the details because there are so many things that we haven't said yet and haven't filled people in on it. It's going to be freaking uh, insane. Be I can't wait. Yeah, it's Gosh, be cool. I can't wait. I've never been so, I've actually never been so excited for something. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Hey. Thank you, Driver Jamie. Shout out, Driver Jamie. Shout out, Real GP, Premix Papa, Yeeted and Deleted, Needs More Practice, CMX 214, all the guys that were at Shaken the Thank you. Texas Damn. class. Me a shout out Shake and Blake. We got a new, we got a shirt from him recently. Oh, I got gifts by the way from the people at the Phoenix class. Oh, nice. uh, so thank you for that. I got a couple of cool T-shirts. Got a cool sticker of me doing the tuck no hander. Nice. The I think one of their wives drew it out, like kind of almost traced it, and then colored. It looks really cool. However, it was done. So thank you for that. Also, I got uh, gifted some Carmex and some Aquaphor because mm. we've just been the lips have been chapped. The lips have been chapped, so I got a whole bunch of chapstick from not only Shake and Blake, but also uh, the guys in, in Arizona. So thank you guys. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've had enough. I've definitely had enough. I got to go eat. <laughs> Wait, no, I got to do the ad reads after this. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Toodaloo.